So again, this is not a handout. This mm-hmm. is something that we are owed. And so I am pushing it on the local level as a pilot program to show that we, the people that are impoverished and that do not have the same level of access that most of us have is, is something that we need to correct. Welcome to Bridge the City, a podcast recorded in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Our mission is to bridge together people, resources, and ideas that inspire Milwaukee to action, and my name is Sam Woods. Today we dive into a recent Milwaukee Common Council agenda item, a pilot program for universal basic income. District 9 Alderwoman Shantia Lewis introduced this amendment during budget season in October 2019. The city adopted the basic framework for the proposal through the budget approval process, but didn't allocate any funding for it. On January 21st, 2020, the Milwaukee Common Council adopted a resolution that directs the administration director, quote, to develop and present a plan to the Common Council for implementing a pilot universal basic income program based on a similar program from Stockton, California. If put into action, the pilot program would include 50 families, each getting $500 a month. Now, interestingly, Urban Milwaukee reported that originally the amendment proposed funding by reducing the Milwaukee Police Department's computer replacement fund by $100,000. The department had budgeted $274,800 for replacements in 2020. But that ended up not happening, and instead the money will now come from private philanthropy. The council will still need to raise around $450,000 to fund the entire effort. As Seagal Samuel reported for Vox, UBI trials, like the one planned for Milwaukee, are necessary because governments naturally want to have a good sense of what the effects will be before they start shelling out billions or even trillions of dollars. Proponents of basic income argue it's the best way to end poverty. Just give everyone money. Some also say it'll help society cope with a, with a coming era of automation-induced joblessness. And the evidence so far suggests that getting a basic income tends to boost happiness, health, school attendance, and trust in social institutions, while also reducing crime. Now, critics worry that it will disincentivize work and, in the process, cheat economies out of productivity and cheat individuals out of the sense of meaning that work can bring. Plus, they say, it's just plain unaffordable for government to pay every citizen enough to live on regardless of whether they work. And the evidence so far, in general, does not support these critiques. As Alderwoman Lewis will explain, it's a bold idea, but it's time we reinvest in our people. If you want to stay up on how you can best get involved in your Milwaukee community, subscribe from wherever you get your podcasts to get new episodes dropped into your feed every week. If you like what we're doing and want to support our work, consider also becoming a patron of ours on Patreon. Now, we're all still volunteers here at Bridge City, but your support does help make it easier for us to keep building the Bridge City community. So while you're becoming our newest patron, I'll let Alderwoman Lewis take it away. Shantia Lewis. I am a native of Milwaukee, born and raised. Um, Love to hear it. for the time that I left to go to the military. So oh, okay. I'm honored to be a 9-11 Air Force veteran. All right. I am a wife of uh, Anthony Lewis, and I am a mother of three beautiful, keeping me busy teenagers, and a preteen, Jaira Jeremiah and Michaela. I am a minister at my church. Right here on uh, East, mm-hmm. and 
a, a black woman in society. <laughs> I do want to hear a lot about how like your teenagers are giving you trouble and, and everything like that um, and everything else that's going on in your life. But the reason we brought you on is to talk about universal basic income. And and suddenly that the, the time is now, quote, the time is now for federal universal basic income. So first off, yeah. for our listeners who heard universal basic income and was like, whoa, okay, those are three words that I like maybe know in isolation, but I don't know what, what universal basic income is. Um, mm-hmm. So first off, like what is universal basic income? Why is this an urgent uh, issue for you? Sure. Um, so in context, a universal in, uh, income, um, every, every resident um, of America getting a specific amount that is essentially given back to them. So it's not a handout. Mm-hmm. It is actually what is owed to us. It is processed off of our data that we give every single day to companies and corporations. Hmm. So in a sense, it would be like all of us being a part as a shareholder of, you know, uh, of the company, of the economic driver Hmm. that is America, Hmm. right? So that is the grand context. Whittling it down, because right now we're not going to see something like that. So whittling it down Mm -hmm. um, to the communities, it is essentially... A, a stimulus package that we've seen. So hmm. I am actually really excited that we, in these times, were able to see a stimulus package because what that says is we, the, the current economic standing shows that Americans, whether you are working every single day, you still need some level of a kickback for you being a taxpaying citizen. So again, this is not a handout. This mm-hmm. is something that we are owed. And so I am pushing it on the local level as a pilot program to show that we, the people that are impoverished and that do not have the same level of access that most of us have is, is something that we need to correct. And mm-hmm. we as Americans, we have not seen that level of correction um, yet. And so that is the whole purpose of making sure that we can assist those people and lifting them out of poverty, lifting them out of paycheck to paycheck, because you could have a two family household and still be living paycheck to paycheck. Yeah, it absolutely. Just the way the process and the systems is. There's no reason that one person should become a trillionaire while there are still so many people that are impoverished and trying to figure out how, even though they work 60, 50, 40 hours a week, still trying to figure out how do they feed their family. Mm-hmm. So in a sense, that is what universal basic income is. Yeah, absolutely. And that was, I can tell you've, uh, you, you've kind of practiced that. That was like very, that was very convincing. You kind of covered a lot of the questions I was going to ask. It's like, dang, okay. You're kind of like hitting them all one by one, but no, no, that's fine. Uh, you actually, you mentioned at the end that no one, you know, no one should be a trillionaire, right? Uh, while working families are just working to survive, right? So one of my first questions is typically under universal basic income, everyone kind of gets the same amount. So like a Jeff Bezos and I would get the same, get the same check at the same time. And so would it be more effective to, I don't know, like progressive tax rates or, um, and I realize your, your ability to meaningfully tax is kind of limited as a city as opposed to like the state or like the federal level. But why, why is UBI like, the the way to go as opposed to like progressive tax uh, rate where the marginal tax rate increases as you make more money. Why is UBI you know kind of the way to go for you as opposed to that? So I absolutely am a fan of making sure that everyone pays the same amount of taxes. Mm-hmm. Um, it is absolutely appalling to me that the CEO of the company pays less in taxes 
than the janitor, right? right. It's only in America will you see something um, that appalling and blatant in your face, and no one wants to do anything about it. No one in the legislature wants to do anything about it. So the people are saying, we need to do a little bit more about this, but there's so much pushback. So until we can change that narrative, mm-hmm. that legislation, that law, yeah. what we need to do is figure out other ways. Right. And so it's really interesting. If you are talking about a particular product one day, you pull up your phone and you go on any social media platform, that particular product, that ad will show up in your screen or on, on as you're scrolling. Mm-hmm. And it is so interesting to me how they are mining our data, but no one of regular citizen, regular American is getting paid off of the data that we are contributing for these companies to mm-hmm. get um, the wealth that they have. And so I think it's only fair that just as a, a traditional shareholder, mm-hmm. that they're able to get their dividends. So why not give us our dividends? So that is the whole purpose behind putting forth a UBI because it's not, again, um, saying we want something that we aren't owed to us. We are saying, give us our just fair due. And so that is why um, I'm leaning towards this right now. If we can change the tax law, I would be the first person. Yeah, (laughs) right. I figured that would be something that you would be all for, and it was just kind of like, well, this is this is what we got, this is what we can do right now. Um, but can yeah, can we slow down on the the mining data part? Can we kind of like, can you take me step by step? I know you kind sure. of like the the way I understand it, at least right now, the that's as you've explained it is we just by only being able to participate in society through the internet. So like either I, most like higher paying jobs, you need a laptop for it or some kind of access to computers or like everyone has a phone. So you're already put, we're putting data out there and yeah. some of the richest companies are your, your Googles, your Facebooks, um, computer manufacturers, things like that. Um, companies that have really taken off in the last 30 years of so, or so in the economy have been doing that. Um, largely based on stuff we give them for for yeah. free, essentially, yeah. or even like pay for the devices, pay for the services, and then still like profited off that, right? And so my understanding is the American economy is prospering for some people based on data that we're giving them. And so a piece of that is rightfully, we, like, we should be paid for our contributions. Um, yeah. Basically, can, can we slow down and can you explain what you mean by like the connection between the data we're giving companies and your and our claim to UBI. Yes, absolutely. So you hit the nail on the head, right? Mm -hmm. So the way that we are constantly offering up data, the way that we are constantly, we each have um, cell phones, whether it's smart or not, um, Mm -hmm. there is technology um, that we are in that technological era where they are collecting data, right? And they are mining that data to where they are crafting ads towards what we like, what we desire, what we're interested in. And even though you click the button that says <laughs> you agree to these privacy issues, right? Yeah. No yeah. Notorious. Know. Just scrolling yeah. through all of them. Oh if they even make you scroll. Otherwise, just exactly. don't even <laughs> click here and then you gain access. Because even if you do read it, it's like, I don't even I don't understand what's being said. This is legalese. So like, is. yeah, exactly. might as well be a different language. Like you have to be a for real contract lawyer mm-hmm. to understand this stuff, and so the average American one um, is not understanding it. But two, to just have access to Facebook, uh, Instagram, whatever social media platform, or just having a email address, we are literally um, offering up 
different types of data mm-hmm. every single day. And we don't get anything from that except for access to the platform. Yeah. And they're collecting that data and then collecting our likes, our dislikes and whatever our interests are. And then putting it in, uh, connecting us with whatever company is out there and then plopping the ads in our faces. And so, of course, we're clicking on the ads. They get paid for the clicks. They get paid Mm -hmm. for those types of things. So everyone is getting paid for our data except for us. Yeah. And I don't think that's fair. Do you? No, no, I don't. So I'm I'm, I'm curious. What what is your, you know, say UBI does not happen. Um, Mm -hmm. What's your, and like everything continues to just... You work the way it's worked, right? What kind of what kind of future do you see without UBI? Like, what are what are the effects of not getting this done? So I I, I see the same exact thing that we're seeing right now, mm-hmm. right? History repeats itself, and if we don't can if we don't break that cycle, we are just going to perpetuate the same history. There will be a greater divide of the haves and the have-nots, mm-hmm. and then we will see more. Um, just pent up frustration that will eventually turn into something. And that's the climate that we're seeing right now. There is um, pent up frustration, uh, just oppression, suppression, all of that stuff happening right now. Mm-hmm. And, and people are asking the question, like, why is this happening? What is going on? But if people don't have access to basic necessities, if it is taking their entire paycheck, they're working 40, 50 hours at minimum wage mm-hmm. and just to pay rent and then wonder why they can't you know buy groceries why can't you do this and why can't you do that this is a direct correlation of what we're our our current state of our country we can see a relief on the social welfare programs if we just allow people to have the same level of access Mm -hmm. and equal pay fair and equitable lifestyles we wouldn't have to, to put trillions of dollars yeah. into social economic uh, programs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can hear listeners saying to themselves, if I get a guaranteed income, what's my incentive to work? Are you concerned at all that workers would drop out of the workforce if UBI was implemented in Milwaukee? Uh, it's absolutely a concern that I've heard. And I will point back to the stimulus that we mm-hmm. received. Um, $500 a month cannot sustain anyone, period. Yeah. Right. This is just an added stipend onto what you are already currently getting mm-hmm. just to ensure that at the end of the day, when you have worked your fingers to the bone and you are paying your bills responsibly and you are left over with nothing, this will allow for folks. And again, this is not just for those who are living below the poverty line. These are for those two parent households that are still living check to check, right? Yeah. So at the end of the day, everyone at some point, uh, whether you're just starting out, whether you've been trying to get over this rat race for uh, quite a long time, we 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 could all use a little something extra, right? Not mm-hmm. the millionaires and the billionaires. They don't count. Yeah. <laughs> um, but everyday working class Americans, that's who we are targeting. Yeah. And so the proposal is the $500 a month, right? Mm-hmm. But it's also um, working with a financial advisor because at the end of this pilot program, I don't want people to, to revert back into the same mm. uh, situation that they once were, yeah. right? Because when you get used to an additional level of income, you, you know, it, things change. Yeah, yeah, so absolutely. I want to be able to lift, help lift people up out of poverty and 
allow them the opportunity to see how they can manage their bills, manage this, or if it's you have to have an additional uh, level of either it's education or it's a uh, income uh, employee employment change. Those are the types of things that they will have um, a personal financial coach um, to help walk them through this. Mm. And as we saw with the stimulus package, one is not enough. So we have to be able to yeah. change the tide. And so that's what we're, we're driving towards. Gotcha. And, and yeah, thank you. Thank you. And so another 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 question I can hear um, you know some listeners asking themselves right now and and I'm I'm curious to like how you're going you're going to answer this too is that if everyone knows I'm getting five hundred extra dollars a month right that means my landlord knows my you know we energies knows like the utilities bill um, providers know this this is something we've read or we've seen before where or heard stories about this before and I think um, to bring it up Matthew Desmond's evicted um, set right oh, here in Milwaukee uh, talks about yeah, yeah one of the I, I don't remember or you know which person, but um, one of the one of the people was saying like you know that my landlord knows when my SSI check uh, comes, which is for around the same amount. It was five or six hundred dollars, so they know I have this much money in the bank, and like they're going to take it. My question is, if everyone knows that I'm getting five hundred dollars a month, how do you ensure that bills like rent and utilities aren't skyrocketing? That kind of at the end make make it kind of a moot point that I'm getting five hundred dollars more because my bills are rising. So. Um, this will be a protected pilot, but I absolutely understand where you're going. Mm-hmm. And that is a, a larger conversation, right? So there will have to be some protections put in place. But unfortunately, some of those things would have to be at the state level. Mm-hmm. And so just as we are working with them to to have waivers put in place for those folks who uh, will be participating and are currently on um, any type of um, entitlement program, there is some level of protection to where they don't get bumped off because their income has increased. Mm -hmm. And so we would have to look at a holistic approach on how we can ensure that there aren't, you know, predatory folks out there trying to take advantage of folks while we're trying to help push them out of poverty. So that is a much larger conversation, one that I am absolutely aware of. Um, And we have already begun, um, especially with the the entitlement programs, we've already begun to put some levels of protections in place. Mm Mm-hmm. And and I know this is this is going to be a much larger conversation than than right now. But I, I do want to ask you anyway, just kind of like put those thoughts out there. When it comes to implementing like a, a type of universal basic income um, that that you want to that you want to see, like one for example, one that doesn't you know has protections in place for you know predatory uh, you know behavior, whether it be from you know landlords or whoever. What can the city do to in, to bring that kind of fully fully realized program? for its citizens and what like what does the state need to jump in to do so the city would would need to have stronger landlord uh tenant protections mm-hmm. in place uh protection uh laws in place and essentially yeah. um we can suggest to the state this is what we need but to ensure that there is some recourse behind it mm-hmm. um that is going to take state action oftentimes you will see us putting out resolutions you know at requesting for the state to to do this and, and this and such and so that is where this larger conversation would have to happen and mm-hmm. so one of the things that I would encourage people to do is send in their stories to us mm-hmm. and allow us to see like the grander scope. Because from from the policy standpoint, um, we often 
lean on the community to help us craft types of legislation because we see it from one perspective, but if we're not living it every day, we don't see all of the different angles. And so asking people to send in their, their stories, their um, encounters and their experiences so that we can craft holistic uh, legislation surrounding um, housing protections, surrounding rent control. Mm -hmm. That is one particular thing that we at the city cannot do. Hmm. That is a state level issue. Wow. So we have asked for rent control um, here uh, in the city of Milwaukee, but that is a, a state law that has to change, that has to give us hmm. the authority to be able to do so. Yeah. And where can people send in these these stories that you're kind of looking for? And, and what should they include in those stories? Sure. Um, you can send them directly to me, Lewis at milwaukee.gov. Okay. Shant, tell your story and in the title put my experience or uh, my story or shared, you know, experience, something mm-hmm. to that degree so that we can uh, catalog it properly sure. because we want to collect all of these stories. So it will help us on this UBI journey. And as we are looking to craft legislation, um, this would help a great deal. So send those over to me via email and we will get them collected. And um, once we get to the community portion, because there will be a community portion where we mm-hmm. are presenting the UBI as we have crafted it for community feedback yeah. and for community input, because I, I never want to create any type of law in a, in a bubble. Yeah, right? absolutely. So Thank you. <laughs> I'm, I'm really excited. So I'm really excited that we are um, we are on task and on target to uh, getting all of the the timelines and the requirements and and all of that in place so that we can have these community listening sessions because we will and then we will um, offer it up as a hard copy online be creating a website and an entire platform. Um, But until that is complete, you can send in uh, your questions, comments, and your experiences directly to my email. Gotcha. And in addition to that, is there any other action step listeners can take around this issue or anything that we've talked about today? Yes. So in addition to sending in your experiences and your stories, I am requesting that every single person reach out to the state and Senate Mm -hmm. representation, whether it is statewide or federally and let them know that you support UBI, you support progressive actions. So it doesn't mean a progressive movement. It means rent control. It means whatever that means to you. Begin to reach out to your legislators, not just on the municipality level, because oftentimes the things that we are needing to have done, we are uh, preempted by the state and federal legislation. Mm -hmm. So I am requesting This is the call to action. Everybody reach out to your state, state reps, your state senators, and not just the ones that represent you, but the other ones as well, Mm. all across the state. Just CC everybody (laughs) and let them know what you are looking for and what you are um, willing to tolerate and what you're not no longer going to tolerate any longer. Because we are in a moment where we can literally see some social radical change, radical social change. I love that Justice Ruth said that radical social change we can see that right if we just if we really start galvanizing this moment in history of enough is enough and we can start to see the change and be the change that we want to see
And thank you all to Woman Shantia Lewis for joining us. And of course, thank you for listening. If you like what we're doing, consider supporting us on Patreon at the $4.14 level. And of course, let us know how you are helping Bridge the City. Bridge the City. Whoa.